Welcome to the Pascal Gwe Podcast. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal is an anointed teacher of the Word of God who makes the Bible to come alive. Get ready to be empowered with knowledge that will cause you to rise up and become who God wants you to be. Today's message is Those Who Honor Bosses. Those Who Honor Bosses. Learning to relate well with your employer. Sit down. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 1. The Bible says, Let as many bond servants as are under the yoke count their own master worthy of honor. Now, and then the Bible explains why we need to honor. You see, at this time, bond servants actually were people that were working without being paid. These were slaves. But Paul was telling slaves, you know, like, you know, now we don't have slaves. But back then, people owned slaves. And Paul was talking to them. People, you know, you live in, you work for somebody, but you're not paid for that because you are his slave. A born servant. We don't have born servants today, but we have servants. We have people who work for people. Even for, they even work for people for a salary. Now, Paul is talking to people who are not even paid for that matter. And he says to them, treat your, your, your master is worthy of all honor. How much more you who is getting paid? Hmm? Then he explains that so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. The reason why you need to honor your boss is so that the name of Jesus, the church you are a part of, will not become an object of mockery in that place of work. Are you listening to me? Now, who is the boss? Bozo Kema. The boss is the person who implores you. Not everybody is your boss. But whoever implores you is your boss. Are you with me? Your boss is the person in charge of you at your place of work. That's your boss. The person you report to, the person... You see, he might have a boss, but you are, you are he, he's your boss. He's in charge of you at your place. I'm, try, I'm trying to help you locate your boss quickly so that we start. Do you get it? Okay, then three... Your, your, your boss is the person whose job is to tell you what to do. So when you go to work, there's always a person there. Sometimes he's wearing a suit or whatever. He tells you, do this, do this. You see, that's, that's your boss. That's your boss. Your boss is the person who has a lot of power 
in the organization. The person who makes decisions and exercises authority. So not everybody makes decisions in an organization. And not everybody exercises authority. But there are people who do that. So those people are your bosses. And I'm going to try to help you this morning to learn to relate with them so that you can win favor with them. Praise God. The person in authority, as as an authority figure, I've already said that, the person who pays your salary, that's your boss. The person who puts food on your table. You see, you don't see him that way most of the time. But he puts food on your table. Hmm? Your boss is the hand that feeds you. The hand that's feeding you. I know God is providing, but God is providing true people. And one of such people is your boss. I'm sure you are aware that ever since you got the job you got, a lot of prayers have ceased. Oh! You've stopped praying certain prayers. So God has answered so many prayers through your boss. Your boss can be your employer, your supervisor, your CEO, your shift leader, your manager, your captain, your superintendent, your your director, the principal in your school, your senior pastor, for those of you that work for churches, Uh, your coach, for those of you that work for teams, soccer teams and stuff like that. You see, that guy that is giving orders there, he's the reason why you are eating. You see? Your boss can be your madam. (laughs) At home, for those of you that are nannies and stuff, that's your boss. That's not just a lady in the house like you. No, no, no. That's your boss. That's your madam. That's your mister. Now, quickly, why am I teaching you on this? I could have taught on anything this morning, but I want to teach you on this because, number one, God expects you to get a job. I've taught on that series, I think, two weeks, two months ago, you know, on the importance of working. And you see, if you're going to get a job, and there are two ways you're going to work. Either you're going to be an entrepreneur, meaning you start your own business, you get it? Or you're going to be an employee. Meaning you're going to work under somebody. Most of the time, before you even become your own person, meaning you start standing on your own, you're going to have to work first for somebody. So somebody is going to somehow have to be your boss at some stage in your life. I'm talking to those of you who don't even have jobs now. I'm preparing you already. You are used to waking up, doing what you want, the way you want. I know it's your life. But you see, when you now get a job, it's no more just your life. You're going to have to learn to relate with a boss. And like I said at the beginning, this person puts food on your table. This person has the capacity to get you on a roller coaster. Mm. 
Another important thing that you need to realize before I, I share a few things with you is that you will spend more time with your boss than with your husband. You will spend more time with your boss than with your wife. Most probably. You will spend more time with your boss than with your children. So I believe it's a relationship you want to develop well because it takes most of your time. You spend most of your time at work than at home. I'm sure you are aware of that by now. So it will be wise to maximize that relationship for your own good. I mean, how frustrating will it be to be at work and to not have a good relationship, to not have good relationships at work, and that's where you spend most of your time. You know why people are depressed? This is why people are depressed. Hmm? You are with people you don't like, you don't talk to your boss, you don't greet him, you don't greet her. I mean, you just, a lot of stories. And yet you have to be with this person eight hours, nine hours a day. Do you realize that you're going to suffer? Hey. You're going to suffer. There will be headaches and heartaches. The word of God is coming this morning to help you sanitize your work environment. I repeat, so that the word of God is not blasphemed because those of you that are listening to me right now, to the most part, a lot of us have already caused the word of God to be blasphemed in our places of work because of how we Christians. And so the first day you arrive, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I love Jesus. Then your behavioral patterns of, your daily behavioral patterns have now crashed the name of Jesus. We're going to learn a few things this morning. How to relate with your boss. I'm not teaching this morning on how to be at work, how to behave at work. No, 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 no. no. I think I've thought on those things. I I want to concentrate on your relationship with your boss. This person, the the Bible, remember, remember, if you remember the definition of honor, you know, give honor to those in authority. And your boss is a person in authority. Your boss is a very important person in your life. He's the reason why you're not praying for bread lately. He's the reason why when your child is sick, you can just take your child and go to the hospital and then just start signing forms. Oh! He's the reason why you've stopped taking taxis. You not just open a door and you enter and you sit and you are driving the way you want to drive. You remember how long you used to stand waiting for taxis before? He's the reason why you buy clothes. You change forms. The hands that is feeding you. I'm not feeling a lot of excitement. It's like, see, like I'm now bringing this thing. It's like this, Pastor. Do you know? Do you know my boss? If you knew my boss, you would not be talking the way you are talking. I mean, I think you are talking about an ideal boss, not the one that I, I'm relating with. Mm? Ten ways to relate with your boss. Number one, remember your boss is not God. Before I hit the few points, I want to first remind you, because again, some of you have taken it the other way altogether. 
your boss and the work is the reason why you have backslidden. Like you've, you've taken it World Cup on the other side. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 29 verse 25, the fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. The fear of man brings a snare. I'm not teaching you this morning to have the fear of man towards your boss. No, 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 no. And if you are operating with your boss with that type of relationship where you have the fear of man, then you must know that you've been ensnared. You will not do well. Even your spirituality will fail. Well, maybe not fail, but it will not go far. The fear of man brings a snare. So what I'm about to teach you is not so that you cannot fear your boss. No, 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 no. It's so that you know how to relate with him. Learn how to relate with him, but don't fear him beyond God. Or don't fear him beyond the level you should fear him and respect him. God is still your God. Like God must always be the person you honor, the person you revere, the person you worship. Never a man. Are you listening to me? All right, so remember that your boss is not God. As you are doing yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, too much like that, that, understand that you are even now beginning to irritate God. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Yeah. You cannot say, okay, but what about this? You have the right to say that. Not in a very arrogant, not in an arrogant way. And you see, if you want, if you want favor with your boss, you will see that you will, you will, I mean, how did Nehemiah build, you know, the, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem? Because of his boss, the king, who supplied everything. How did Joseph become his boss, Pharaoh? So if you can win the favor of your boss, you will see that you can even serve your God better. But if you are, if you are losing the favor of God to win the favor of the boss only, that can create a serious problem for you. Yeah. This is where people start losing their faith for the sake of pleasing the boss. And it gets very twisted at some point in that direction. Two, follow the instructions of your boss. Follow the instructions of your boss. See, you are hired to do something. You are hired to do something. You are not the boss. Maybe I should have answered this. Number two, your God your boss is not God. Number two, you are not the boss. Write that that way. You are not the boss. Because a lot of you will get employed and then you become the employer. All of the sudden, you are the one giving instructions to the boss. Oh yeah, the, the boss is not a radar. He's not following you. Now, I'm not saying that you might not have some good, you know, suggestions and stuff like that. But don't forget your place. You are not, write it down. You are not the boss, my friend. Follow the instructions. That's why it becomes difficult to follow instructions because you don't see yourself anymore as an employee. 
You are no more seeing yourself because, you see, maybe you've been doing a bit well and then the praises are coming and all of this and now you're forgetting yourself. You're forgetting yourself. You're forgetting yourself. This is what killed Hagar. She had a nurse contract. Then her employer asked her to go and do some work. She did the work and it turned out that she did very well. Then she started despising her, 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 her boss. You must go and ask Agar the type of complications that entered her life when, when she started behaving like that. So follow the instructions of your boss. Why? Because you are not the boss. Now this looks simple, but it's not simple. It's not simple. A lot of us, the company has to hire many people because one person is not following the instructions. Now, if, the, if one person was doing what they are supposed to do, we will not have to hire so many people to do the same thing. Yeah. And some companies today are stuck because instructions are not followed. Instructions are not followed. Go do one, two, three. They go and reverse it. They do one, two, and then they turn three to four. And, you know, they, they don't follow the instructions. Don't follow the instructions. I'm asking you, you are working for somebody, are you following their instructions? Do you do what they say? Hmm? Titus 2, verse 9 to 10, exhort bond servants to be obedient to their own masters. To be obedient. To be obedient to their masters. Ephesians 6, 5 to 6, Born servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh. Be obedient. You know. One of the greatest problems in, in companies is unsubordination. Unsubordination. A, 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 a junior that is speaking to his senior as if they were equals. Unsubordination. And some of this unsubordination is coming from people that are going to church every Sunday morning. Come and see them behave in the work environment. They have turned into wolves. Hmm? Ask your neighbor, are you there? Are you there? It's like, you are very quiet now. What's happening? Number three, do a good job for your boss. Do a good job for your boss. This man has employed you. This company has employed you. Do a good job for your boss. Hmm? I'm showing you ways to relate well. You see, your employer is not your boyfriend. Your employer is not your girlfriend. So what is the relationship all about? It's work-related. In case you forgot, because some of you, the, the, the work has become a place of other things. But it's work related. First and foremost, do the work that you are hired to do. That's the relationship. Like, if you just do your work, you will have a wonderful relationship with this guy. I know you don't know that. Look, huh. you see, Titus 2, 9 to 10. I'm, I'm just on that Titus. Exhort bond servants to be obedient to their own masters. To be well-pleasing in all things. Well-pleasing 
in all things. Hmm? To be well-pleasing. Can your boss say you are well-pleasing in all things? Coming on time. Using time well. Going to the toilet and coming quickly. Uh, you know. Hey! You, you know, find that we are doing our own work inside and around. <laughs> We've turned another man's company into our company. And we are sucking the life out of the whole thing. Hmm? This is how we are. And as I'm teaching like this, you are not happy. Because you see, you want to continue like that. Huh? You want to continue stacking. You are using the electricity. You are using the, 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 the Wi-Fi. You are using the data. You are using the phone. You are using the printer. You are using everything in that place as if you bought it and you own it. My Lord and my God and my Holy Spirit and the Holy Angels. Matthew 25, verse 21. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You see, when you do your job well, your boss is full of praises for you. Well done. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. If you do your, 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 just do your job well. It's part of relating well with you. You see, your boss is not very happy, not because you did your hair, but because you did your job. Oh. oh, did you hear what I said? Oh, yeah. Your boss is happy not because you did your hair, but because you did what? Your job. A lot of you are not doing your job, but you are doing your hair. Eh? You are not doing your job. You are doing your nails. You are not doing your job. You are doing your push-ups. But the boss, you see, the boss is saying, do the job first. You are hired for something, my friend. For something. Number four, don't answer back when your boss corrects you. Titus 2 9 10. Exhort bond servants to be obedient to their own masters, to be well pleasing in all things, not answering back. Not answering back. Not answering back. Hmm? Do you know where the answering back is coming from? Familiarity. You become familiar with your boss. And before you realize, you forget your place. This is something the Lord Jesus said in John 15, 15. He said, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Maybe not all of you, but a good number of you, your boss is going to start making known to you things you have no business knowing. He will bring you clothes. You will start entering circles. You see, Jesus tells this guy, when I started with you, you were call- I was calling you servants. You understand? You didn't know much. 
But as you are with me for a while, you start knowing. And when you start knowing, a problem starts rising. Is that you start feeling you know. And that's the problem David is revealing in Psalm 41 verse 9. Even my own familiar friend. You see, Jesus called them friends. Now, with friend comes familiarity. Friend is a relationship. It's a, it's a, it's a closer relationship than a servant. Meaning, you've grown in your relationship with your boss so much so that it has begun to show you certain things. You've been brought close. Now that you've been brought close, if you are not careful, you can answer back with familiarity. You become very familiar. Say, even my own familiar friends, in whom I trusted, who ate my bread. You know, he takes you for breakfast, you see. You have lunch, he invites you home, you meet his family, and you begin to really feel, ah, this is the same. Then he says, this person has lifted up his heel against me. Hmm? You've lifted up your heel against your boss. Number five, don't lie to your boss. Don't do what? Don't lie to your boss. Okay, listen to the point. I didn't say lie to your boss. I said, I said don't lie to your boss. Because <laughs> this is the real point. The, the point is not that lie to your boss. I know that one, we are doing it very well. But I'm saying now, the point is don't lie to your boss. As for lying, uh, you know yourself. Day and night. You are built. Christians, so. Believers. Ah. Some of the SMS communication between, some of the WhatsApp communication between you and your boss are lies. Oh. You are lying the whole time. Second Kings 5, 20 to 27. Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God. Gehazi has a boss. His boss is Elijah. I mean Elisha. That's his boss. This is the guy who puts foot on his table. So Gehazi said to himself, my master, or my boss, was too easy on Naaman, this Amerian, by not accepting from him what he brought. As surely as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi hurried after Naaman. When Naaman saw him running towards him, he got down from the chariot to meet him. Is everything all right? Ask your neighbor, is everything all right? (laughs) Are you okay? Are you okay? Is the preaching working well? Is everything okay? (laughs) Gehazi answered my master sent me to say two young men from the company of the prophets have just come to him to me from the hill country of Ephraim please give them a talent of silver and two sets of clothing by all means take two talents said Naaman he urged Gehazi to accept them 
and then tied up the two talents of silver into two bags with two sets of clothing. He gave them to two of his servants and they carried them ahead of Gehazi. When Gehazi came to the hill, he took the things from the servants and put them away in the house. He sent the men away and they left. When he went in and stood before his boss, his master, Elisha asked him, where have you been, Gehazi? Do you know what Gehazi said? I mean, asked him, where are you coming from? Uh, your servant didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Gehazi answered, the servant didn't go anywhere. I've been around. I was, I was just on the corner that I was busy cleaning that side. Eh? Oh, you don't, I took the big, I was taking some files in the basement. Lies. I tell you, your servant didn't go anywhere. But Elisha said to him, was not my spirit with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? (laughs) Was not my spirit with you when Naaman got from the chariot to meet you? I was there. I was right there. Don't lie to your boss, my friend. And you know, maybe choose the type of boss you are lying to. Because not all the bosses are the same. Was not my spirit with you when the man got down from the chariot to meet you? Is this the time to take money? Or accept clothes? Or olive groves and vineyards? All flocks and heads, all male and female slaves. Naaman's leprosy will cling to you and your descendants forever. You see, somebody will be okay at home without a job. Then now goes and get a job and get a curse from that work that is now going to finish his whole family forever and ever. Meanwhile, you're okay jobless. You are just fine, jobless there, trying your best. Then you now went and got a job, got a job, and started lying to your boss. Look at yourself now. You have now brought a bigger problem at home. Then Gehazi went from Elisha's presence, and his skin was leprous. And it became as white as snow. Lying to your boss. Lying to, I told you who your boss could be. So you are speaking lies. The spirit of your boss is with you. Yeah. And as you are going about lying, 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 you are not incurring things that, that, that you don't know this is happening, that is happening, and you don't know where those things are coming from. Wow. wow. Number six. Don't steal from your boss. Hey. Exhort bond servant to be obedient to their masters, to be well pleasing in all things, not answering back, not pilfering, 
pilfering is an old English word to say not stealing. If you look at it in the New King, in the NIV, it says not to steal from them. Don't lie to your boss. Don't steal from your boss. He is your boss. You are eating twice. All the thieves, you know, there's a saying in my country that 99 days for the thief, one day for the owner. I've watched good people losing their jobs because of stealing. Just stealing. You go to the place, instead of taking what is yours and leaving what is not yours, you start stealing. And you see, you can steal for a long time. I mean, look at it, 99 days for the thief. One day for the boss. You see, that one day is the day of reckoning. In that one day, you lose everything. Reputation. You end up in jail sometimes. I mean, it's not good. You lose the job sometimes. Judas stole from his boss. John 12, 6. Judas did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Ask the neighbor, are you helping? <laughs> you are helping yourself. <laughs> I said, no, pastor, I'm not stealing. I'm helping myself. I'm helping myself. Even, even the Bible says God help those who help themselves. It's not in the Bible. Let me tell you right now. That is not in the Bible. He helped himself. <laughs> Were you stealing? No, no, no. I, I was doing what? I was helping myself. I was just helping myself. <laughs> I needed some help. I was helping myself. It's a nice way to say I was stealing. And I was helping myself. I was helping myself. May God forgive you for all the self help. That's. <laughs> You'll be helping yourself. If the company's money, helping yourself. If the company's things, you are just helping yourself. I'm just helping myself. If I don't do this, nobody will help me. I'm helping myself. <laughs> Number seven, don't get involved sexually with your boss. Hmm? That's not the type of relationship you have left your house to go and start. Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that's not the that's not the type of relationship you left your house to now go and start. Where you leave the house in the you see this guy, she leaves the house, she's always trying to look nice, and you're asking yourself why. <laughs> Only to find out that she has started something at work with the boss. I tell you. She's trying to draw his attention. He's trying to draw her attention. And the, the spider webs are just being thrown like this. And you know this thing, they start with just jokes. Nice jokes. 
and then they are laughing, and then they are going for lunch. You know? And then they start going like this. You are unable to have your quiet time because you are spending too much time. You are, you are, you are doing your face. You are doing your face for other, proje- other, other objectives. There are other objectives. You can't pray properly anymore because there are other things. You need to do your nails. You need to fix this. You need to do this. And people are thinking that it's for the glory of God. Meanwhile, 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 you have started something somewhere with your boss. And this happens a lot to, to, to girls because you see, when a man in power looks at them in a certain way, even if they are married, I'm telling you right now, something happens to them. That, hey, I mean, this mighty man, he saw me. There must be something about me. There's nothing about you. There's nothing about you. There's nothing about you. The man is just trying to take you to a dungeon where you might never come out from. Your Christianity will finish. Eh? Look at this guy. She's employed to take care of the house. And look at what started happening. Genesis 16 verse 4. So Abraham had sex with Hagar. Who is Hagar? Is Hagar the wife of, of Abraham? This girl is employed to come here, clean the house, take care of the thing. She, she, she got involved in other activities. So much that she even became pregnant. Mm. saying, you know, but it is Sarah who sent her. It is Sarah who sent her. It, let me tell you something. It is not the same Sarah. It's the same Sarah that is saying, I don't want this guy again in this house. Yeah. So at the end of the day, Sarah stays in the house. Abraham stays in the house. Who has lost? Hagar. She's the one finding herself in the days that there's no water. She's running around like a headless chicken all over the place. Sarah is at home enjoying her life. And that's what happens. By the time this man is done with you, he's back to his wife. They continue. You are the one now without a job. I mean, Hagar was okay there. She could clean. She could do... I mean, do you believe that if Hagar did not start this thing, she could have still been there. Fully. Hmm? Oh, yes. oh yes. Don't have sex with your boss. That is not part of your job description. That is not part of the contract. You are bringing other things. Go tell your neighbor. Go and read your contract well. It doesn't include sex with the boss. Oh. Oh. 
You see this, this dignified Christian that are watching me this morning? Hey, Pastor, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about, my friend. And those of you that are saying that you are even the culprit, you are the ones who are trying to win the attention of the boss. I think he's beginning to like me. I saw the way he looked at me. He's falling for me. You have fallen from grace. You are the one who has fallen. You have fallen from grace. Please recover yourself. Recover yourself. This is why your spirituality is finished. This is why you can't serve God. In the church, all of a sudden, you can't work for God because, you see, you have brought the world in the church. You have become a dignified prostitute without wearing the name. Yes. Yes. And this is why you don't pray. You can't pray. You don't, you don't have a prayer life. You don't have a word life. Your thoughts are just into some funny things. You are imagining things, fantasizing over things that will never happen. And Satan is keeping you busy. They, ooh, you see, he likes when you wear that dress. You must wear it next week. Mm. I'm asking you, where is Agar? Somewhere in the desert, looking for water. Meanwhile, Sarah is drinking water calmly in her, her quarters. Yeah. Oh, yes. Look, because of time, I'm going to just give one more, and then we're going to stop here. I give more. Do these ones first. If you have given you, do them. If you do them, I can add more later. Lastly, don't expose your boss' sensitive information. Mark 8, 29-30. But what about you, he asks. Who do you say that I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Don't expose things that shouldn't be exposed. See, Peter, you are now close, so now you're beginning to know things. You now know that I'm this. You now know that I have this. You now know that I earn this. You now know that I have this problem in my house. You now know that I'm struggling. My child has this problem. You are now beginning to know things, personal things about your boss. What are you going to do with the information? Hmm? Hmm? I went to his house yesterday and I'm telling you the type of TV that that man bought. I think I understand why this company doesn't have money. If you yourself, you see that TV, you will understand why we are not getting paid. Hmm? Hmm? Sensitive information that you have gained access to. This is why a lot of you, God can never allow you to be too close because you don't know how to behave. You don't know how to behave before a great person. 
You don't know how to behave when you are in the presence of a great person. You cannot keep your mouth shut. I can just imagine Peter going, hey, 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 you see that guy there that you, you saw me with that guy, he's the Messiah, 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 that's Messiah, Messiah, that's Messiah, Messiah. You know what Messiah? Go check in the dictionary, Messiah, Messiah, that's Messiah. Look at yourself. Look at yourself. Jesus is even stopping demons to identify him. And you are going, you are updating your status. I'm with Messiah. Messiah, Messiah, Messiah. <laughs> or sometimes it's itchy, but you don't want to say, I'm with him. Hey! <laughs> I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm with him. That it's itching you. You want to say it, but you, you know you shouldn't say it. But you are releasing information little by little. I'm with him. These are people, they know they shouldn't say something. But they can't hold themselves. They are trying to filter some small, small, small information. I'm with them. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone. Not everything you know you're supposed to say. You will come to my house, you will see things. It's not everything you see you're supposed to talk about. And when you don't know how to close that your mouth, do you understand? You cannot relate well with your boss. Never. He will never allow you close. He never allow you close. One small, one small breakfast you had with him, you are already having a lot to say. Yeah. No, I know what I know what the boss I know I know what the boss likes. I know what the boss likes for breakfast. No, I know what he likes. I know what he likes. Actually, we had breakfast yesterday together, and then I got to, I got, I got, I got to, and I, I know, I know what he likes. I know what he likes. Most of these you guys are bringing him. He doesn't like those things. Look at you. Genesis nine verse twenty-two. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked. And he went and told his brothers outside. Hmm? Do you know that Noah was the boss of Ham? Okay, who else was on earth at that time? It is, no, no, it wasn't. Who, who else was then here? That was his boss. This is the guy who was putting food on his table. This is the guy that helped him to not die on the flood. Now he's so close. He's seeing the nakedness of his boss. Instead of keeping his mouth shut, he became a publisher. Start broadcasting for free. Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, TalkTik, everywhere. 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 Don't expose sensitive information. You don't know what you know so you can tell people about it. 
Paul went to heaven and then he says that I saw things that I'm not allowed to say. He said, I'm not allowed to say. It's not, it's not uh, permitted. Not everything God says to you is supposed to tell people. Not everything you see you're supposed to talk about. And that is where a lot of you lose favor with your boss. Because you see, whatever you say, it will always go around and then end up in his ears. Oh, so that's, that's okay. Then you see, you just see you lose favor. They distance themselves from you. May that never be your portion. I hope that as I close this morning, you've received something to help you. To help you. To help you. My firm belief is that a lot of you are going to have great jobs. All of you. Listen to me. The things I'm teaching you, eh, they are not just to make you smile and be happy. They are opening things. And I just pray that you will be attentive to capture, to capture, to capture, to capture. You're going to be employed and God is going to give you a boss. And then this teaching will start making sense to you. If you are not employed, you might not even understand what I'm talking about. When you become employed, you realize, oh, this is what Pastor was saying what he was saying. So because I know you're going to be employed, that's why I taught you by faith. All of you will have bosses. And some of you will be bosses of other people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet this morning. I want you to just, you see, every day we pray for grace. Every Sunday we just pray for grace. You know, and this morning I want you to just, first of all, thank God for the word that has come to show you direction. We are not saying you are doing everything wrong, but we are saying maybe you can do a little bit better here and there just to help you, not to condemn you. Yeah. But see, when you hear the word, decide in your heart, I'm going to change. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to, I'm going to work on my relationship with my boss. I believe it can become a better relationship. Yeah. My boss is not Lucifer. My boss is not Hitler. I mean, he gave, he, he's the reason why my children are going to school. He's the reason why we eat at home. I don't think that is Hitler. Maybe you are just seeing it in a wrong way. Lord, this morning, give me grace to see, to, to improve my relationship with my employer. You know, to stop equalizing my employer, even if I know better than him. But for him to be employing me, there must be something he knows that I don't know. Father, help me today to never break this bridge, to continue honoring him, honoring her, valuing them, doing what I'm supposed to do, never speaking negativity against them, never criticizing what I don't understand. But you rather trust that as they've employed me, God will use them to promote me, or that my time here will serve as a training. Whatever God you want to do, let it be done. Open your mouth and begin to pray right now. Makamela mazomela makalamenda, prazobre kente zaka topola madeva. Oh, yamanene zibre debede. 
And if you are watching me and you don't have a job, you don't have a boss, maybe this is the time to say, Lord, based on this word, I'm praying for my own job to have my own boss so that I can apply this word. Begin to pray for your next job. Begin to pray for God to make a way for you to have a job also so that you can apply this word. Shiba debra zoko prala mende sapra kona vele manga. Inteze pre konto zata pele vele brende chapadova. Meseke le menda. Prazuge le mende. Prazaka tomenave. Father, deliver me from every illicit relationship that I have started with my boss or with colleagues at work. Things that are not pure. Things that shouldn't be happening. And I've been entertaining them. I've been allowing them in my heart. I've been allowing them in my mind. Father, help me today. Help me today to break out of these things. Deliver me from these things. So that I can live for you. And I can represent you well in my place of work. It is enough for me to bring your name down in my place of work. Somebody is praying that prayer now. You are praying that prayer now. Jesus set me free. From these attacks that have made me at work. Caleste pre canto colamenda. Oh Jesus, may I regain control over my thoughts. May I regain control over the relationship I initially had with my boss or with my colleagues at work. May things not continue going down the drain. Shabadeva zebre calamendo. Interpreze kate pelemanda, japate kazoko telemenda, kayama zikete pelemando. Oh, yamalevelema. Oh, yamalevelema. Shabade velemanda nama. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now lift your two hands and thank God for this service, those who honor. Thank God for the way this service has helped us. Thank God that you will not allow this series to die in your heart, but that this series is bringing out a new you. A new you. A person who honors God, honors his fathers, honors his pastors, honors his husband and wife, and honors his boss. Come on, begin to thank God that the spirit of honor is entering you this morning. The spirit of honor is entering you. You are not a dishonoring person. You are not a despising person. You are an honoring person and an honorable person. Your character is changing right now. Your character is changing. You will not continue in the way you were going before. Something is changing in you. Something is changing in you. You will start honoring your husband. You will start honoring your father. You will start honoring your creator. You will start honoring your boss. Something is changing in you. You will not join the group of those who dishonor. Something is changing in you. You will not be like them. You are not created to be like them. Something is changing in you. The word of God is working in you now. I see God helping you. I see God helping you. You are changing at work. Your attitude is changing. Your words are changing. Your behavior is changing. You are no more stealing. You are no more lying. You are no more behaving the way you've been behaving. Shamaleka zopro kolamenda Zanta prekelame Zakunte predeva Kasomolamenda Ente prekedeva Oh mayamana manama Lord we give you praise and thanks Father empower us to live this word 
and go beyond even what we learned this morning. We give you praise in Jesus' precious name. While all eyes are closed and all heads are bowed, I want to pray for somebody right now. You are not born again. The Bible says in the book of Romans 2, though they knew God, they did not glorify him. I do not say you don't know God, but I'm asking, do you honor God? In the book of John, it says, those who honor the Father will honor the Son. If you honor God, you will honor, you show that you honor God by honoring his Son, Jesus. Right now, I want to help you to honor God. Honor his sacrifice. Honor the effort he went through just so that you can be saved by accepting the gift he sent to you. Right now, at the count of three, we are saying, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want him to save my soul. I'm going to count up to three. If that is you, don't be ashamed. Raise your right hand high. I'll pray for you. Jesus will enter your heart right now. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. You can take your hands now. Now you're already born again, and this morning you just feel, ish. there's a lot of work that I still have to do. Don't be alarmed. We are a work in progress. We are a work in progress. Maybe you are, you are given an opportunity this morning to reconnect in certain areas. That's why the word comes. The word is not for entertainment. The word is for transformation. Now you are saying, Pastor, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. Like the prodigal son, I'm coming back home this morning. I want to pray for you. At the count of three, please raise your right hand. Pastor, I feel like this message touched me. I want to change. I want to change. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. Shall we pray quickly? Please repeat these words after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Please forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again. That I might be justified. Right now. I believe. My sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin. To serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Remember to subscribe to receive our latest service notifications to share the link. You can also watch our pastor, Pastor Pascal, live on our Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ, or on our YouTube channel, Alive Bible Church SA. Remember, you are alive to give life.